You've heard a story that I shared with you some time ago about my sister, Laura, who was married in 1980 here in Washington. It was a big wedding and a lot of gifts. And of course, I guess the protocol is you have what, up to a year to write your thank you notes, right? Well, after a few months, mom called her and said, honey, um, you've got to write those notes. My lady friends are complaining or wondering, did you even get the gift? It's just a courtesy. Why don't you just start writing? Give yourself a goal of, say, three or four a day. And I know you have 200 or so, but just get it done, would you, for me? It's awfully embarrassing. My sister said, Mom, I'll get to it. Another six months went by. Mom was perplexed and said, Honey, um, they won't know your handwriting. Why don't you just let me write the thank you notes for you? It doesn't really matter, but we've got to get this done. It's just so embarrassing to your father and me. It is Washington. People are talking. They'll always talk. Anyway, a year went by. Three years went by. After five years, Mom said, Honey, how are we doing on those thank you notes? Eight years went by. Ten years later, my sister calls my mom and says, Honey, I uh, wrote those notes. I think you'll be very proud of me. And uh, there's just one thing. I, I got about six or seven of these returned. You know, address the unknown, return to sender. Do you have their addresses? Because I'd like to complete the project. And mom said, Honey, don't worry about them. They're dead. Right. Now, I used that story a few weeks ago to illustrate how important time is, to take advantage of the time before it flees away. You know, time passes so quickly. And before you know it, you just can spend 10 years intending to do something, but you never did it. And you keep saying, I'll get to that, I'll get to that, I'll get to that. How many of those kinds of things are in our lives where we say, I'll get to that one day, I'll get to that, I'll clean that out, I'll attend to that, I'll sell that, I'll... We just don't do it, do we? As though we have a lot of time. But I use the story in light of today's gospel because our Lord is talking about thanksgiving. He's talking about a grateful heart. And if you really want to say thank you, if you really mean to write those thank you notes, then do it. Because it means so much. However you do it these days, people text or they send emails or they call, but whatever. To have a grateful heart means to really reach out to someone and to say thank you. Thank you for the gift of your friendship. You know, you and I are getting older, and, and uh, as we get older, we start losing our friends. Sometimes they move away, sometimes they just pass on, or sometimes they just are too busy. But to be grateful today for that special friend, your husband, your wife, your children, your partner, whoever is in your life that is so special as a friend, to say, I love you, thank you. Not to lose that opportunity. Because here we are in the gospel where there were 10 lepers who were cleansed by Jesus. And the nine went away. Only one returned. And Jesus says, it makes it clear, he was a Samaritan, a foreigner, not a Jew. Which is what he's trying to say that all this cleansing, this salvation is intended for Jew and Gentile. But our point today is that this one came back and said, thank you. He fell down at the knees of Jesus and thanked him. He was so grateful. 
grateful also not only to be cured, but then Jesus goes on to say, your faith has saved you. So he was cleansed physically, and now he's given the great promise of salvation. What a grateful heart. Now you and I should think back then on our lives and say, wow, where were those moments and when were those moments when I wasn't grateful? I really need to look back over my life and to say, oh boy, there are so many people, so many circumstances, so many things, maybe too much to number, where I really need to say to the Lord, thank you, thank you. In fact, isn't that what the Mass, in a way, is all about? It's really the great act of Eucharist. In Greek, Eucharistia means thanksgiving, to give thanks to God. Now, we do that, but we do it in the name of Jesus, who gives thanks to God as high priest upon this altar. Listen to the words at every Mass, the words of thanksgiving over and over. The night before he died, taking bread, he blessed it, broke it, gave thanks. If you knew that you were going to die tomorrow, would you be giving thanks? Jesus did. He was already well aware that this was all impending. Good Friday was just around the corner. A gruesome death. In his humanity, he must have been just incredibly anxious. But he gave thanks. And then with a chalice, again, giving thanks. And we say, lift up your hearts. It is right and just to give thanks to God. And Lord, we thank you for counting us worthy to be in your presence to serve you. The words thanksgiving and thanks and gratitude are really throughout the whole Mass. Thanks be to God, we say at the end. So thanksgiving is just around the corner. We come to that time of the year where, yes, formally and ceremonially we celebrate thanksgiving, but thanksgiving really is an everyday practice, isn't it? To get up in the morning and not to run through the whole list of things I've got to do and complain about the weather or the traffic or this or that. Wow, can I start my day with gratitude? I'm alive. I have my faith. I've got an opportunity to do something for God today through charity, through words of kindness and patience. There are so many wonderful ways to give thanks. And to start the day that way, to start the day with thanks, with a grateful heart, truly to be grateful. Next weekend, we're here to give thanks in a very special way for 150 years of our parish, our sesquicentennial celebration next Sunday at this 11 o'clock Mass with Archbishop Gregory. It'll be a beautiful Mass of celebration with music and flowers and festivity and a reception to follow. I give thanks as your pastor for you. And Jesus gives thanks to you because without you, he doesn't have anyone in the world to do his work. He's thankful to you. You are his eyes, his ears, his body of Christ. You are his church, the living stones that make up this parish. Consider this a great responsibility, but also one with gratitude, that God wants me to do something for him this day. What a great gift I can give back to him, who's given me everything.